and welcome to Thinking Outside the Box with me, Tim Box. And me, Britt Box. We talk about all things mental health and emotional well-being and also navigating your own mind in these strange times. Uh, we'll do our usual disclaimer. Neither of us, as cool as it would be, we are not doctors, uh, but I do work professionally in the mental health field and Brit's had her own journey with mental health and gives a lot of talks and presentations about the subject. Uh, we do try and come at these subjects with a slightly lighter-hearted approach where we can, but don't think we're trivialising any of this stuff in any way. We do take it seriously, uh, but we maybe have a slightly different perspective for you, hence thinking outside the box. Okay. Hello, Brit. Hi. Which seems weird because we've just spent most of the day together <laughs> and here we are saying hello. That's, that's what happens when you're married. It kind of is, isn't it? <laughs> okay, so what are we talking about today? We're talking about lockdown 3.0 and for all of our friends across the planet, um, we're in the UK at the moment and we are in our third official mm. national lockdown. Um, this one, I believe, started just after Christmas. And uh, so, yeah, so this is this is our third one. We, we're calling it Lockdown 3.0. I think a few people are in the media as well. We're not alone there. But I know several places around the world are either in different stages of lockdown or out of lockdown. I'm looking at you, New Zealand, and, uh, <laughs> and are in different phases of it. But if you're listening to this um, anywhere else, that's why we are calling it Lockdown 3.0. Yeah, because we've just sort of gone into an extended lockdown, haven't we, where there's a kind of vague ending to it but it's not it, is we, there well you know when they sort of give us a date it will end in at this time and then you're like will it though yeah because exactly. it didn't last time yeah. um and it feels like we this. don't trust it anymore no. <laughs> like, i mean we, when we had our first ever lockdown last month oh god nearly a year ago nearly <laughs> a year ago and they said we're gonna do this for three weeks and mm. we had friends actually have a three-week countdown on their wall and we're crossing off the days and i remember at the time thinking this is not going to be three weeks yeah, this is, we're sort of uh, we're kidding ourselves here, aren't we? Yes. Um, but this is the thing. So it is nearly a full year since that first lockdown. That's depressing. <laughs> in itself. <laughs> well, we have gone, um, we've gone in and out of it, haven't we? Mm. We've had various stages. We had a tier system. Just oh, before. I remember the tier remember system. The tier I system. remember that. Yeah. Um, and different areas had different levels of lockdown. Yes. And it's, to be fair, the lockdown we have in the UK now isn't really exactly the same as the initial first lockdown we had. Oh, absolutely not. No. It, it very much felt like, you know, the zombie apocalypse, those first three weeks where you weren't meant to leave your house except yeah. to do like one one bit of exercise. And and I suppose, you know, on, on it, the face of it, the rules are the same, yet we do have takeaways open now. Mm. So you can go and get a coffee and things like that. Yeah. It doesn't, it on doesn't your way feel... to do your essential shop or um, your, your exercise. I mean, we we followed the rules, you know, for for the entirety of, of the lockdown so it's it's kind of like it's hard because there are a lot of things that are open now that weren't um the first lockdown so you can see why you know you see all of the sensationalized pictures of look how busy town is look how busy everything is this isn't a lockdown because there mm. are there are quite a lot of things open yeah there are that's true um but there is certainly well, I'm seeing, obviously, when I work with people one-to-one, -one, I talk to people, they, they sort of approach me about getting help. Um, I'm hearing that this one seems to be taking its emotional toll on people mm. in a slightly a slightly more severe way than maybe since since we saw at the start, when obviously there was a big impact, I think, wasn't there, on, on people's mental, yep. mental health and mental well-being. Um, it was kind of we we launched ourselves into the unknown, into, into the unprecedented, as it were. Oh God! And Don't say a, that word. <laughs> yeah, the word of twenty twenty. I'm honestly, I'm going to have flashbacks whenever anyone says the word unprecedented in years to come. Yeah, you can no longer use that word. <laughs> um, but yeah, it does. It feels a little bit like we we sort of managed it going through twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah. It got kind of it got more tedious than distressing for a while. I think for a lot of people, as much as they were still managing all the difficulties that that lockdown. Um, and the global pandemic we're offering up. Mm. But I feel like as we've gone into 2021, the, the emotional stakes have, have risen for people. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. I have found as much as the the first one, the first one I remember crying watching the news. I remember watching our uh, Prime Minister Boris Johnson sitting at a table saying the nation's going to go into a lockdown, we're going to shut everything, blah, blah, blah. And I can remember crying and I can remember you looking across at me saying, are you okay? And I said, no. Um, but 
we'll talk about it later, obviously, but I, then, then, you know, my mood kind of changed and shifted and what have you. And then the second one, it was like, oh, okay, oh, this again. And we had our own personal feelings toward that because we were in um, a two-week quarantine of our own um, around around the time. So for yeah. us, sort of nothing changed for a little while and it was a bit like, oh, okay, we're doing this again. And But for me, this one has been the hardest. And I have my own theories as to why that may be. And it's it's mm. sort of feelings that I've I've shared on my on my Instagram stories and I've received a lot of feedback from it of people saying that they feel the same way. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the reasons why we wanted to talk about this, wasn't it? Yeah, it seemed like, it seemed like the right time to address what was going on um, just because there was so much more, there's so much more talk about it. You mm. know, I do, so I have like a, a business networking group that I'm a member of that I have been for years and obviously we're meeting via Zoom meetings at the moment. And so you do get to see people with many vastly different circumstances some have children some don't some are working in different areas in mm. different business categories some have had to stop their business some have been able to keep it going yeah and in, and all the the gray areas in between and it seems to me like this is the one where i'm starting to see the people that i see every week and i know very well they're now starting to struggle a mm. little bit um and all for, i think when it first happened it was all about the business struggles how mm -hmm. do we keep our businesses going and everyone kind of went into emergency mode and they they got busy working out how they were going to keep going mm. now the the impact seems to be primarily emotional yes i'd agree with that yeah and i think i think this is why <clears throat> it seems right to do this now mm. um so you were saying you got your own theories about why we yeah. might be struggling this time yeah so the the first lockdown after the initial shock of oh god we're doing this mm. There was this kind of let's all band together, let's pull together community spirit that yes. that I very much felt a part of because we live in a in a small village and you know the the village Facebook group was was abundant with talk of what we could all do for each other and yeah. and people were dropping off at shopping who couldn't because you know lest we forget as well I follow people that haven't actually stepped foot outside their house since mm. last March people who are very vulnerable who are shielding yeah. who are now coming up to a year of this if you'd have told people a year ago and those who are clinically vulnerable you've got to stay in for a year yeah. that would have been horrific and these these poor people are now sort of you know coming up to that that 12 month mark but at the first time at the first instance when we genuinely i believe there is a little bit of us that thought oh okay three weeks a month six weeks max yeah we'll do this We'll be out the other side of it, have the great British summer, you know, all, all of this nonsense. And and we pulled together and and we all kind of baked banana bread and we we went on nature walks and you know it was spring. Let's not forget that as well. I mean the weather plays such such a big part, I believe. Yeah. It was spring. We had some rainy days, but it was mostly sun. I mean, you and I went for a walk to look at bluebells. Um, and on the whole, because yeah. I always find that with spring, you know, I'm a bit of a a bit of a, a earth and moon child i always find that with spring there comes a lot of feelings of new beginnings new starts yes. and, and and that kind of emotional let's let's do a new sort of thing but um and we had that which mm. was great and that i felt really pulled us through um and then we did have a summer of sorts mm. you know we did we were able to sort of uh meet what was it six people in a garden if we wanted to so so we kind of saw people and shops opened up again and we we were able mm -hmm. to go out and we were able to do all these things and we kind of had a little bit of a celebration of oh yay isn't it isn't it awesome this is now we're out on the other side of this isn't it great yeah it did there was some point in in the middle of last year where we were starting the rhetoric was shifting to oh now we're coming out the other side of it how Absolutely. will we how will we remember this time and yeah. things like that we were almost looking back on it and then of course what they'd warned about with the the sort of upsurge in the winter months, um, mm. and and this is I remember saying to you when you were looking out the window at the beautiful blue sky and saying it makes it isn't it terrible we can't just you know do the things we want to do and go where we want to go in this lovely weather. Mm. And I remember saying to you, I think it would be much worse if we were looking out to rain and grey skies and, and the winter months. Because... Oh, all right. Yes, well done. You're right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Well, oh, I've got it down here. Give me. Yeah. Here is your medal. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just looking in my my big book of times that Tim was right. The big, but small, small, small book. book. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big and empty it's a pamphlet. Book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, look. All, all I'm saying is yeah. that I thought at the time it was. I, I remember thinking at least we can look out at the sunshine. At least yeah. I can walk out for a bit. And, yeah. and there were there were pluses to it, you know. And you say like we baked banana. I remember eating banana bread. I remember baking <laughs> banana bread. Also, um, we went on 
we went on so many walks. We, you know, we learned so much more about our local area than we'd ever known. Yeah. And I can remember, because my birthday, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is the 26th of June, if you fancy sending me a card around the time. Um, and it was before my birthday, we were still sort of in a semi-lockdown around my birthday, because obviously we cancelled my birthday trip. We did, yeah. And it was, the, was it was beginning of July, 4th, 5th of July, I think it was, that shops could then open and, and pubs could open again and, and, and all this and that. Mm. So it was after that we had a few months of summer. Um, and then leading up to, uh, obviously, October, um, you and I were lucky away to go away for a few days. And then on our return, we quarantined for two weeks, which is fine, because we absolutely knew that that was, the, that was all we had to do. That was the deal. That yeah. was the deal, and we were fine, fine. With that, fine with that deal, no problem at all. Um, but it was during our two-week quarantine that the second lockdown was announced. Yeah. Um, and that was going to start pretty much the day the day before we were allowed out. So we ended up having the two weeks and then we went straight into lockdown two. Now, the second lockdown, I feel, impacted people slightly differently because, I mean, I I love Halloween. It's my favourite season. So I was kind of looking forward to Halloween and I know everyone else who is slightly more normal than me was (laughs) starting to build up to look forward to Christmas. Yeah. So the second lockdown, there was Christmas. That was, so the first lockdown, summer. Mm. That was the... We'll all get this fixed. We'll get it out of the way and we'll get done and have a lovely summer. The second lockdown, we had Christmas to look look forward to. There was sparkly lights everywhere. People were buying presents. And mm. you know as well as I do, we've had this conversation before, people are generally friendlier mm. in December. Yeah, I have found this, except if you're at the shop and you buy the last pack of crumpets, which actually happened mm. to me and a woman... Uh, started shouting where are all the crumpets it was it was it was a whole thing the crumpet incident the crumpet incident yeah, as it shall be known but outside of that of people trying to buy the last thing on the shelf mm. i find people are generally friendlier in december and and then so there was that to look forward to mm. and then obviously there was the prospect of meeting up with people at christmas uh, whether you agree or disagree with that that was a thing that was offered we stayed at home um but that was mm. something that also people were looking forward to um but the problem is the third lockdown. Now, January is very commonly referred to as the most depressing month of the year anyway. You know, yeah. we're so far away from summer. We're so far away from Christmas. We're mm. literally in the middle of winter. Um, the weather is never good. <laughs> it's either raining or it's cold and it's windy. And this lockdown, for, for us anyway, started straight after Christmas. Mm. So it was almost like we had the post-Christmas slump amplified by a hundred because it went from it's the most wonderful time of the year Mm. to you've got to stay indoors the weather is depressing you can't even go out for a walk well here's the thing as well there is there is this thing that when you're you're given hope Mm. and you feel like you're out the other side of a certain period of your life and we see this with with mental health issues a lot Mm. when you feel like you're coming the other side and then you get confronted with the fact that you're not as far out as you thought you were. Yeah. There is this tendency where we kind of plummet even lower because we had that sort of mm. semi-euphoria of believing we were near the end. And this was the thing that the new year brought us, the end of the year. Yeah. Suddenly there was a vaccine that was coming available. There's the the whole, we made it through 2020, everyone. And there was that kind of, we gave ourselves a big pat on the back for that as well. Yeah, Rightly aren't we so. glad we're out of that year? There was exactly, a lot of that. Exactly, yeah. And I remember you saying that we're not we're not really out of it, though, because this this never-ending year is, is yeah. continuing, if you know what I mean. So yeah. there is that, that kind of, um, that mass sort of mood that suddenly prevails where we're like, oh, no it continues, yeah. you know, and, and yeah. when we, we're confronted with the reality that the vaccine, yep, is brilliant, mm-hmm. but it, it's going to take a while to get round everyone. And it doesn't mean that in the new year now, we just go back, we're released back into the wild <laughs> and we can just enjoy ourselves again. Because, yeah. and, I, and I think that's what's hit people hard is that they were just gearing up for the last mile of the race. Mm. And now, oh no, there's another marathon ahead, it turns yeah. out. And, and I think that can hit people it, incredibly hard. It turns out that... Um, that water source you saw on the horizon was just a mirage. <laughs> Feels nice. very Indiana Jones. Nice. Oh, I was going to say Lawrence of Arabia, but yeah, um, okay. In, yeah. We're just, we're, yeah. We get, we understand the metaphor. Don't we? <laughs> <laughs> but this is what I think the problem is, is that, and I was saying this to, to a friend of mine very recently, that I have nothing to look forward to. And I know that sounds desperately unhappy, but what I mean by that is we're normally quite busy. Yeah. You know, we normally have quite a stacked social calendar, not, as busy as your parents' social calendar, which they, I mean, not, no. they have they have so much more going on than you and me. But, you know, 
our social calendar is normally booked up. We normally have holidays booked in, yeah. um, you know, escape rooms booked in, visits to friends, weddings, X, Y, Z. You know, uh, yeah. normally you and I are fighting for a space on the calendar of when we can do a thing. Hmm. But there is nothing in my calendar. No, no. There is literally nothing. And well, what you... I'm finding, you know, I'm, you and I are very fortunate um, and are very privileged to be able to work from home during all of this because we have worked from home for years. That's what our both of our professions yeah. are. And there are a lot of people who don't have that privilege who are out, who are key workers, who are on the front line, who are working in supermarkets. And we send so much love and gratitude to you guys because without you, everything would have just ceased to exist. So I'm very, very aware that I talk from a a different position here. But for me, it feels like I'm living Groundhog Day. It feels like I'm waking up and I'm living the same day and nothing of note is happening. It's like I said to you. I'm doing all the things that I would normally do, aka I'm working, I'm studying, I'm writing, all this and that, but I don't get the fun stuff in between. Mm. I don't get the days out. I don't get the levity, like the levity of it. I don't get the, the the trips. I don't get seeing my friends. I don't get, I don't, I don't all of that's gone for mm. now, but I still have to do the mundane stuff in between. Yeah. So it feels like there's no let up. Well, this is this is why I think at this time, and this is really where we're going with this, isn't it? Yeah. That it's so important to be able to manage your own uh, mental health, your own emotional well-being at this time, and do the things that are right for you mm. that, that won't always feel like the things you want to do as well, isn't it? It's strange that sometimes the things that are best for you are the things that don't come naturally because... You know, we, like we, salad. <laughs> we've talked about like coping strategies a lot. And yeah. obviously I, I get confronted with this when I'm talking to people about how, how they manage their mental health. Now, some are healthy, some are unhealthy, yes. you know, but most of them, if you over-engage in the easy stuff, so, you know, the nice snacks, you know, I'll have, I'll have a donut a day, I'll, I'll you know, have, a, have five coffees and this sort of thing. And, and the things where... <laughs> I just like to point out, listeners, Tim and I have both just eaten a donut <laughs> well, <laughs> as we record You know this. what, I, I thought I'd got that from somewhere. Do you know what I mean? When something comes forward in your mind, like, where has that thought come from? <laughs> the donut <laughs> we've just eaten, yes. Yeah. It, it was a part of my mind wishing to take me to task about the second donut of the day. Um, but... <laughs> So, but what I'm saying is that you, you want to be able to manage your path through this because it could really, really just start to feel like Absolutely. this never-ending wading day. through mud. Yeah, exactly. Isn't Groundhog Day coming up? It's February or something. I think it is, actually. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> you, you only saw Groundhog Day for the first time during lockdown. I did. Which perhaps wasn't the right film to no. show you. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's where I got this idea from. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's educating you on old films and then there's maybe... Traumatising. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, but, no, th- but this is the thing. So we, we would rather, rather than just talk about how bad it's been um, mm. and how people are struggling. Um, so look, we've done the acknowledging how bad it is and, and yes. the difficulties because I think I think it's important to acknowledge that because the first thing we've got to do when we're struggling is recognize why we're feeling a certain way yeah. because if we can understand why we're feeling a certain way we can feel okay about feeling that way you know it, there is never no reason for this stuff and I'm talking to people at the moment who are struggling who have never had struggles before with their yeah. with their emotional well-being and it's and it's really knocked them for six it's not because they're struggling more than the people who have struggled before, although no. there is an argument that says when you've never had to struggle, it hits you 10 times harder when you have to. Mm. But the thing that's getting them is, I, I don't I do not do this. This no. is not me. No. You know, this is now making They think they're them, broken. Yeah. They're feeling like somebody that they don't see themselves as. The trouble yeah. is, it's kind of hitting twofold. It's hitting people who've never had any mental health difficulties before. It's hitting them like, oh my God, why is this affecting me? Yeah. And then the people who have experienced mental health difficulties before, it's sending them down a, oh great, this is back. Yes, this has triggered my my mental difficulties. Yeah. 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 And I think it's important for us to recognise that, yeah, you know what? It's It would be almost strange if you weren't struggling right now. Oh, absolutely. I think yeah. if, you know, if people were skipping down the road without a care in the world I'd wonder if they knew that there was a global pandemic going on exactly I think it's it's okay to feel how you feel because you're being asked to deal with something that you've never had to deal with before for an extended period of time where you can't easily see the light at the end of the tunnel right now so all of this stuff is there's bound to be a lot of unfamiliar thought patterns going on in your head Mm. and the thing I would encourage people to do is not to read too much into those thought patterns. Mm. Because right now, it's very likely that, you know, your subconscious is flailing around for what action can I take to relieve this pressure that I'm currently under or this current situation. 
and not all of those solutions are going to sound like good ones when they come forward. No, no, you're not, you're not always, you know, I'm a firm believer. (laughs) So a friend of mine many years ago, I was having a really, really bad time and I just wanted to honestly, and it makes me sound like a five-year-old having a tantrum, but I just wanted to scream and to cry and to punch a wall and go to sleep. And my friend said to me, take today, indulge in it as much as you want, go to sleep, wake up, tomorrow is a new day. And I kind of, I, I live by that. Like this week, um, obviously, depending on when you listen to this, it will be a completely different week. But this week, I had a really bad day. You know this. I had a I had I had a really bad day, and I was giving my almost giving myself grief for feeling the way I was feeling, which was then just making me feel worse. And then I did just that. I just indulged in it for for the evening, and I woke up and I wasn't feeling a hundred percent because, like you said, there's no way that you feel the way you feel and then wake up the next morning and feel a hundred percent. But I I listened to what it was that I was feeling. I realized that, okay, this is all right. I'm okay. Everything's okay. And then slowly over the course of the, that following day, I kind of came back around. So yeah. I'm, I'm a firm believer that, you know, if you wake up and you're like, and you're feeling awful and then you think, oh, but those, those two on that podcast did mm. tell me that I should be getting on with stuff. No, you don't have to. No, no. Exactly. It's not something, it's not, there's no hard and fast rules when it comes to this. If you are absolutely, if you're like, I just want to stay in bed all day and you can stay in bed all day, stay in bed all day. Mm, Yeah. Well, this is the thing, that day we'd scheduled in to record a podcast episode. We had, yes. And we're recording this now because you decided I'm not doing it today. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and absolutely. Yeah. You know, this is the thing, a lot of the time there's this fine balance. People say, you know, push through it and get on with things and stuff like that. But when life is throwing you something that you're struggling to work out how to cope with, sometimes we need to step back. Mm-hmm. We need to say, right, let me just give myself some space, take the pressure off myself. And and when we do that, you'd be surprised how quickly we can do that kind of bounce back thing where we start, um, our mind starts to get active again at solving the puzzles and taking action and moving us mm-hmm. forward. But when we get that overwhelm moment of, right, that's this challenge that now is before me is too much for me to handle, mm. then we have to listen to that thought and we have to allow it just to just to be there for a little bit, you know? It's almost like if you were going through a situation and you didn't know what to do, you didn't know what to do, you didn't know which, which way to turn, but if a friend came to you with the exact same situation, you might find you're able to give them advice really readily because you're not in the middle of it. You've, you can see it from a distance. And I believe once you see what you're feeling from a little bit of a distance, you can then start to, to make steps to, to feel better. And that's, well, that's what, that's what you're going to go on to. I do well, believe. this is it. This is it. Before we go on to like, we've got, I've got a kind of list of a few tips that I think are great for just keeping you moving forward and keeping you kind of approaching each day with a positive outlook as Mm. it were and I'm not saying you know blind positivity I'm not saying trying to ignore what's going on but uh, a structure some ideas that can that can keep you managing your emotional health as as well as you possibly can Mm. Um, before we do that one last thing I want to talk about though because we've kind of spoken about this to a few people a few of our friends are feeling the same way so it might be worth mentioning this idea that we're feeling kind of lonely and isolated because we can't just hang out with friends but we have no interest in being sociable, like getting on Zoom calls and having an evening of having a Zoom quiz and things like that. And we were talking about this uh, the other day, weren't we? Yeah. So I recognised in myself that I was feeling really lonely. Like, you know, Tim uh, is, Tim works quite a bit more than me. Um, I'm I'm kind of a part-timer at best, I think. So (laughs) I've got more time on my hands, basically, is the long and short of it. So I found that, that the times when I was, I mean, I can be by myself, that's fine, and I'm studying and that's cool. Overall, I was feeling incredibly lonely, but I was also finding I didn't want to talk to anyone. Mm. I was happy to kind of message a couple of people. I was happy to exchange a few WhatsApp messages and a few funny gifts to my friends. But I, if, I, if someone suggested to me, let's do a Zoom quiz, I think I would, you know, pretend that I had no signal. You know, can't hear you. Sorry, what was that? You know, <laughs> I just, it's the last thing on my list that I want to do. And then I thought to myself, if I'm feeling so lonely, why am I feeling so unsociable? Surely what I want to do now is reach out to my friends. Mm. But I do find that the sort of 
the pressure of it can sometimes be a bit much and then as a result I don't speak to anyone and then as a result of that I feel even more isolated. I think a lot of the time we do this thing where we we try and keep connected with people which is the right thing to do but when we're feeling emotionally drained and, and you know I guess emotional fatigue is, is what we're talking about in this episode really. Absolutely. Then the idea of getting onto a Zoom call with people for two or three hours seems like a challenge that might be beyond us because mm. Our resource level is so low, we would much rather just recharge the batteries, you know. Mm. And, and I think this is the thing that we'll find is that when we're kind of naturally, you know, the, the difference between introverts and extroverts, you know, extroverts yeah. recharge their batteries in company. Yes. The extroverts are finding lockdown hard because they can't just go out and socialize, which is how they fuel themselves, how they, they get their energy. Whereas us introverts, we recharge by being alone and having not a lot of kind of social interaction for our brain to manage. And yet when an introvert is feeling lonely, that's when you know we've we've hit we've hit a wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, but this is the thing. So so when we, we plan something that actually seems like a bit of a social um, energy drain, mm. as it were, then we'll look at that and think maybe not. But mm. we were talking um, the other day about maybe what we should be doing then, instead of saying let's hang out this evening on Zoom, mm. which requires you to be like on yes. for an evening do you know what I mean yeah. by that it's like you've got to you've got to put your social face on and things like that maybe we should yeah. just be you know when you're chatting with people on messenger if you're both doing nothing I'm going to put the kettle on do you want to have a cup of tea with me yeah you know, and literally just say we're only intending this to be 20 minutes yeah and you were um you were chatting to your mate Kira <laughs> the other day and you Can I just point out this is this is episode uh, two and Kira has got her second uh, reference so, yeah. <laughs> that's true yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but this thing so you you weren't intending to get no. on a two hour call with Kira no um, she messaged me and said because it was actually uh, I'd, I'd sent Kira a preview of our, our first episode just to sort of say because Kira's a podcast queen you see and I was like if she likes it then I think we'll be doing alright um, and she messaged saying are you free just to, to chat about the podcast I said absolutely and she, she FaceTimed me or video called me whatever the kids are doing I'm not sure um, <laughs> and it was just yeah we didn't intend it to be very long we were on the phone for two hours. Yeah. And if you did, if, if, but if Kira had messaged saying, do you want to go on FaceTime for two hours? That would have been a bit. No chance. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been a bit, you know, I would have felt like, oh, I can't do that. I can't, I can't yeah. keep up that conversation. But it was, and it was really nice. So I just think, yeah, instead of, cause, but equally, I still don't want to do a Zoom quiz. Yeah. But if... I don't. Look, I really don't. Babe, I'm not going to try and make you do a Zoom quiz. I will okay. say, I've, I think I've won every Zoom quiz I've done in this yeah. entirety of lockdown. Uh, okay, well, I'll just get my book of Zoom quiz scores out just to uh, just to check that, Board just to verify of winning. those facts. That's all it is. That's what it is. Board yeah. of winning. Um, but no, this is the thing. It's like when, when you see a challenge, yeah. you do a little self-audit, the thing that I call cognitive assessment. Yes. Do I have the resources to deal with this challenge? If we look at something that seems quite large and we recognise our resources are low, we won't engage in it we'll, we'll, we'll come away from it but when we're just when we're doing it ad hoc when we're doing it just then suddenly we can do these things and we can find the energy to do them and we're just enjoying interacting with somebody yeah and this is the thing I think when we place a certain importance on each activity and I get why people are doing it. I know, I know why we did it let's yeah. schedule something in so that we've got something to look forward to yeah chat you know and it is something to look forward to but at the moment our mind is having to manage a lot of uncertainties yeah. uh, and a lot of things that we're not easily able to manage. You know, when we go about our daily life normally, mm. a lot of the things we do, we do them without thinking, mm -hmm. without any emotional impact whatsoever because we're so familiar with them. Yeah. The world is ever-changing. Our situation is ever-changing at the moment. So we're constantly having to put focus on how we're managing that. And what that does is it leaves us drained of emotional energy and short on capacity for people. Mm. So when we say, oh, on Tuesday, should we, put, should we do a, a Zoom quiz that evening? Then it's like, well, that seems like something that I don't know I can commit to. Also, there is that element of, okay, we're on a call. What are we going to talk about? Yeah. What have you been doing? Oh, nothing. Same. Where have you been? The living room. Oh, also same. Done anything nice? watched something on Netflix like we have nothing to talk about we have nothing to talk about and the problem is we have nothing to talk about in our social lives and the only thing that we have to talk about the overarching global pandemic I don't want to talk about it anymore like I know I know it's hilarious because we're doing a podcast on it but I don't I don't want to reference it to my friends I don't want to 
I don't want to essentially doom scroll in a conversation. Well, I've got to say, yeah. uh, the last Zoom call we did to my parents, we did spend a large amount of time showing them our lightsabers. <laughs> so they, you know, uh, <laughs> I like yeah. to I like to show people our latest purchases. Oh, and oh I... yeah, our toys. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, it's no, but it's true. It's it, yeah. it always, no matter who you're speaking to at the moment, this is what the conversation comes back to. Mm. It comes back to the pandemic. It comes back to how life is different. It comes back to all that stuff. And I'll be honest, like we said, and like you touched upon, I am emotionally fatigued by it all. And I know I'm not the only one. Yeah. I know there are so many people out there who are emotionally exhausted by the upheaval and the uncertainty of the past 12 months. And this is the message here, really. I know a lot of people are confused by the fact that they're alone and yet they don't want to get on that that call to people mm. and they're almost wondering what's wrong with me that I should now be shunning my Absolutely. social circle and, and I've all... had people say to me as well does this mean that I will then never want to speak to my friends again yeah, does that's this what, mean I mean, what's the implications have Absolutely. I now become antisocial in yeah. this pandemic the the answer to that is a categorical no you haven't you're still mm. the same person you were and the things that you enjoyed before lockdown you will enjoy after lockdown yeah. but you are at a low emotional ebb, absolutely. energy level wise, and that's absolutely 100% normal at this phase. Mm -hmm. and, and I think if we can take away from the fact that these circumstances, fortunately, are not forever. Yeah, they might feel like they're forever, but they're not forever. And, and the impact that they're going to have on us is simply things that we've learned during this process. But you know what? If we like nothing more than hanging out with a group of friends, then that's what we'll enjoy after the lockdown as well. Oh, I, I said on my on my Instagram very recently you know one day when this is all over I will be sitting in an, an average cafe with an average cup of coffee and looking out of the window and just seeing people going about their day because I love people watching just going about <laughs> their day and and I will realize that that really mundane quite ordinary activity is bliss yeah yeah well this is what we were saying when we were sort of putting together what would our just our, our ideal time be and, yeah you know we could easily say oh on big thunder mountain at disney <laughs> or you know <laughs> or, or doing something exciting like that but yeah. um but we kind of worked it out wasn't it we'd we'd be somewhere together yes we'd have a nice cup of coffee or an average coffee just a an, coffee i think well i think i might have like a coconut latte maybe. something like that. i'm very hardcore with my coffee <laughs> <laughs> um we might have a little snack a little donut yeah <laughs> <laughs> Is this, we've got a donut theme going on here. Yeah. I feel like if any if any donut companies want to sponsor our podcast, I feel like somebody's going to message in and saying, "Guys, you've got a problem. You need to work on that." Um, but it, it would be warm and dry. Mm. We said that didn't we? Because it's one thing, you know, sitting. It would be, you know, maybe sunny. It'd be lovely. Yeah, sunny. Um, we'd have a nice view. Yes. And what give us? What's an example of our nice view that we would say? <laughs> maybe maybe a Disney castle. Maybe a Disney castle yeah. in the in the on the horizon. Or a beach. Oh, yeah. I tell you what. A nice view for me right now would just be not something in my house. <laughs> anything that anything isn't. that isn't in my house. I love. I love our home. I love yeah. it. We've been redecorating because who we, hasn't? We can, only, we can only repaint the walls so many times. Oh, to the walls. Different. The walls are now two inches thicker than they were before <laughs> lockdown because we just we just keep painting. Yeah. So that's what my view would be. Just something that's not in my house that I own. Yeah. Yeah. I was saying I, I quite like it when I can hear the sea, mm. you know, whether it be near or far, although it's not an essential, but no. it is very relaxing hearing the sea and the waves rolling in. Yeah. Uh, but also one of them was with just nothing to do. Which is hilarious because that's what my days are mostly filled with <laughs> and I'm sick of it. But here's it, the nothing to do at the moment comes with pressure to do something. Yes, it comes with sense, pressure yeah? to learn a language or do a, uh, yeah. do a painting or learn a new skill and all use of that. Use the time in lockdown. Use, yeah. Using the time wisely. Do you know how I'm going to use the time? By getting through through it yeah and yeah. I think that is genuinely the most valuable use of my time although and I think you've used quite a good amount of time doing some awesome lego that, um, yes I have seen on your stories <laughs> okay well hey, talk, talk about using the time then this, let's go on to the the tips that, that we came up with and I'll tell you this isn't random either I was asked to produce an article for um one of the online papers about tips to get through lockdown what, what do we think are the most um, practical steps and, and the useful steps mm. and they're all very basic ones and some of them you'll have heard loads of times but I want to I kind of want to go through them from my perspective of why I would choose this as a, as a good tip and you you kind of give, give me yours as well yeah sure okay so the first thing is to actually schedule in quality downtime mm. okay now what I'm talking about downtime as well I'm not saying 
just sitting doing nothing. I'm also, I'm kind of saying sitting and thinking nothing. Because a lot of the time at the moment when we've got downtime, we're pondering things that might stress us out. Mm. And if you can actually structure time where you're deliberately not thinking about any of that stuff, almost like, oh, if I find myself thinking about what am I going to do for dinner or what's going to happen at work tomorrow or anything like that stuff, then you kind of just have to, that's off limits. That's not allowed. That's, Mm. you know, red buzzer, alarm. No, don't do that. It's just having time when you can clear your head. Mm. The reason for that is because at the moment, even though we might be living a life where we've got less to do, although I know that people are living life where they've got more to do, you know, people yeah. with kids who are homeschooling and all that sort of stuff. God, yeah, I don't know how yeah. they're doing it. Well, this is the thing. There's a lot to manage. But even those people with not as much to do, they've probably got more mental activity going on because their mind is reaching out for something to change this situation. Yeah. And, it's, and you've got a lot of racing thoughts going on. So any chance you can get to say, right, I'm, I'm going to sit here and do nothing and have a cup of tea and just you know just oh, if I can also out. if I can advocate in that sense meditation I know it might sound a bit you know woo-woo if you're mm-hmm. not into that kind of thing but I personally I struggled with meditation um because my mind is, is always very very busy it's all there's always a lot going on never anything useful mind there's just a lot going on up there at any one time and I struggled so I I don't do meditation on its own I do meditation as part of my yoga practices and I found that the first few times I'd be sitting there and my mind would be like oh, I'm gonna make for dinner and I need to make sure this is in mm. and do we have any bin bags I'm not sure we've got bin bags you know it would be a lot of that so it it does take practice I yeah, think I, um, I agree yeah that you can't everyone will say the first time they try and do any meditation and this is why I, I kind of don't do it because <laughs> you know I come again I come up against that wall of no oh I'm not doing that now I'm thinking about this stuff and I've gone down a little thought pattern there and thought, yeah you know so but yeah absolutely anything I will know, say even now when I do meditation my mind doesn't completely clear yeah. but it clears enough that I can enjoy the time sitting there well some people will meditate not to to clear the head completely but focus on a single thought they'll use a single point of focus Mm. to draw all of their attention into it won't they and and i think ultimately amongst other things of course one of the things that meditation is there for is to declutter the thought declutter the mind and um you'd be surprised how what what a good job that does for your energy levels emotionally Mm. when you can have time when all the work up there stops Mm. yeah so okay the second thing i would say engage in in practical and positive activities mm. and, and what i mean by this is isn't just distraction you know so like you you do lego to to occupy your mind or yeah. we might we might you know I, we redecorated the front hallway that was yes. a good activity but also um it's something that you can feel positive about what you've achieved as well so something creative is a great thing to do oh you yeah know? I'm, I'm a massive advocate of, of creativity those who those who follow me and know obviously where where my career started and and continues is is in baking so baking was a was a massive help during um a severe bout of depression that I had many years ago and and I still maintain that that baking is a is a great activity to to keep your mind busy and and you get something tasty at the end of it so I think it's a massive win (laughs) but this, this is the thing is that I was I've done some plumbing in lockdown and anyone that knows me will know I hate plumbing I used to be a plumber I wasn't a good plumber didn't like it (laughs) but I knew that there were some plumbing jobs around the house that I could be doing and when I did them and I knew I would feel good that I'd done them Mm. and it you know I think anything that can not just occupy some time in a practical way that gets your mind actively focusing on something else but also that makes you feel good about you at the end of it that's going to be time well spent absolutely um Third thing, might be seem a bit obvious, go for walks. Uh, <laughs> you're like, oh, wow, you just rolled your eyes all the way across the room there. <laughs> I didn't. I, I'm not entirely sure what's on Tim's list, I'll be honest. Um, I'm not rolling my eyes at walking, but it's, I think for me, it's like... If I'd have said running, yeah, okay. I mean, Oh, no, no. <laughs> Apologies to those people that love running. Or if you're listening to this while you're running. Um, yeah, maybe, yeah. It's, um, no, I, I just think because going for a walk, that's... That's what we do now. Yeah. That's that's our nationwide activity. Okay. Let me tell you why All right. it's an important one. Though. No, I, I agree. I enjoy walking. I'm just laughing, but it was go for a walk. But the thing is, so people talk about exercise, yes. moving your body. All the time that we're suffering any levels of anxiety, by the way, any uh, increased adrenaline from any anxiety, it's an attempt your mind is making to get you moving. Yeah. That's that's that evolutionary thing of something important is probably go into battle or run away from the danger. So we're trying to get moving. So going for a walk 
serves that purpose quite well. Yes. But I'm not really talking primarily about the exercise aspect of it because for me, it simply gives you a different view. Yeah. And it gives you fresh air. Yeah. And it changes your temperature and things like that. And it just creates activity. It will have you thinking different thoughts yeah. than if you were just sitting in the same chair looking at the same wall. Uh, and that's why I, I advocate it. And I've started in lockdown, as you know, going for a walk first thing in the morning. I get up early and go for a walk. When I'm still asleep. Exactly, yeah. And um, you get to starfish in the bed for a bit. <laughs> but the thing I enjoy is, being a starfish. <laughs> the thing about that, though, is it just starts the day. And it is really, you could say that is my meditation. Yeah. Because I, I can clear my thoughts and then I'll come back in Ready and to I, go. I will literally. Uh, do one of the other things on my list, yeah. which is make a plan for the day. Yes. The good thing about this for me, I don't need to make a plan the night before. I don't need to be thinking about what I'm doing tomorrow, yesterday. Mm. So, because I know that there's going to be half an hour of my day where I'm that my only job is to make the plan for the day. Yes. So my mind can completely rest when I want to go to sleep is one of those things. But also it gives me a structure, it gives me a purpose. And I know that you've said this before, is that when you've got a little agenda for your day, even though it might be you might simply be navigating a day where you don't have anything actually to do. Yeah. But you fill it with things that are purposeful and I'm going to do that then and that then. So like, you know, it's Sunday today. But we had a little mini structure to our day that we were going to do. Yeah. yeah. A kind of schedule, I think, is is, yeah. is important to have. A lot diff- people will react differently yeah. to the idea of making a list for what to do. And, and I should say, don't hold yourself to it. Don't beat yourself up if you don't get all the things on your list done. No. But the purpose of it is so that you don't drift through the day and get to the end of the day and say, oh, I did nothing today. I didn't achieve anything. You know, yeah. I, think, I think we've all been there, haven't we, where we've beaten ourselves up for not achieving enough in the day because we allowed it to just drift away from us. And as I've said before, and I will say again, in these times, just making it to the end of the day, that's enough. Exactly. That's enough, right? Anything else is a bonus. Yeah, exactly. Okay, right. So next one I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put in. This isn't just because we love films, but watching a film or a TV show that you know, that you've seen before and you love. A familiar one. Yeah, so what was, so my one, that I, I used to watch Friends episodes over and over again. That used to make me feel really good. Uh, and you, I think you used to watch. Uh, Cars. Cars. Well, okay, I know you watched, but what's, been, what's the TV show? Oh, Frasier. Frasier, there you go. That's, that's the one that you could watch over and over again. Oh, you I know could, every word. I could too. quote Frasier. Yeah, yeah. But, but the, the Disney Pixar film Cars, oh, I've lost count of many times. I know, I don't know all the, that's, I tell you what, it's got a banging soundtrack. I think that's what it is. It's the country music soundtrack. You like a bit me. of country rock, don't you? You love a bit of country rock. Bang on it, yeah, yeah. Um, but so, so doing something like that, and the reason for that is because emotionally it will help anchor you to a time of feeling good stuff, you know, and kind of kind of ground you a little bit as well. And also, it takes away any of the, you know, for want of a better term, anxiety about how it's going to end. Yeah, yeah. You know, you don't have that. Oh, what's going to happen next? Who's that? Yeah. What's going to? How's it going to finish? You know, it's going to finish. You know how it's going to end, and you yeah. can just enjoy the process. Did you have that thing where, like, the second time you watch a film, you almost enjoy it more because now you're not worried about what's going to happen? So the example that comes straight into my mind is Captain Marvel. So I loved Captain Marvel before the film came out. I was obsessed (laughs) with her. I love her. So when the film came out, I was so nervous. And I was like, God, what if I hate it? And I went to the cinema in a Captain Marvel t-shirt and Captain Marvel trainers. I was that adamant I was going to like it. And the whole way through, I was... On the edge of my seat, and no matter what you you guys may have liked or disliked Captain Marvel, I loved it. Like I loved it, and it wasn't just because I was desperate to love it either, because I was also desperate to love Wonder Woman eighty four. And the Look less said on that, the better. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the second time I watched it, I didn't have that nervousness about oh my god, what's going to happen? Yeah. You know, I I knew what was going to happen, and I could just enjoy the film, and I did find that I enjoyed it so much more the second time the relief oh so much yeah. so much relief um, but so that's that's i just i think it's a nice activity because it allows it can also provide you with that downtime doesn't yeah. challenge you doesn't stress you out allows you to just put your mind on something that is comfortable for you and that you know you enjoy and um I, i'm a big advocate of that anyway absolutely so. um next one uh what was second to last one stay connected 
to your friends and your your family and in a way that's comfortable for you yeah we've just been talking about this and this is there's a danger here that i sound like i'm pressuring everyone to do the bloody zoom quiz again i don't want to do a zoom it's just this whole podcast is a pretense for tim to try and make me do more zoom quizzes and i I refuse if everyone could just who's listening to the podcast could just uh, get in touch with brit on social media and just invite (laughs) her to a zoom quiz that'd be lovely um but no the yeah the thing is here we are sociable beings whether we're introverts or extroverts we don't we don't do well in isolation. Yeah. Um, and I think be, just staying connected in those kind of mundane, everyday sort of ways. Because yeah. as much as you don't want to get on a Zoom quiz, <laughs> you are one of the most sociable people I know with regards to your social media. And, and you yeah, online, a, not in real life. With this, with, <laughs> no, but I mean, with a, with a group of friends, yeah. you will you will connect with them. You, you've got four or five friends that you have chats with every day yes. that you're messaging back and forth. And, and it helps maintain your interaction it helps you feel like you're not just isolated and on your own yeah. um, and everyone had their own different ways of doing it I feel as well some people will want to be be able to hear their voice some people want to be able to see their face mm. but we live in times where fortunately we can do that mm. and but I just think it's important to stay connected to the positive influences in your life and the positive characters in your life but that does come with the other side of it don't feel you have to stay connected to people that are ultimately draining you yeah. or making you feel bad. Yeah. You, you have no obligation to anyone but yourself at the end of the day. And self-care is something that I advocate quite fiercely. Yeah. So uh, so that's that, that has to be that little caveat on that one. But kind of make sure you're not forcing yourself to connect with people that you just just don't make you feel any good yeah um and sometimes you do sometimes you have to be a bit ruthless with yourself in terms of what you're going to do and who you're going to engage with um but but don't don't neglect that side of things in terms of don't force yourself to do, to interact with people that are going to make you feel worse that, yeah if that makes sense and yeah. uh, you know i would go so far in to say that you know to curate your social media feed as Which well. is actually the last one on my list. Oh, well, you there we preempted go. it. There yeah. we go. So yeah, I've got restrict your social media interaction. See, I would, I wouldn't disagree with you because uh, I don't disagree with you. But we. But you're going to disagree. No, with I'm going to disagree. With you. <laughs> no, um, it's. I think social media isn't inherently bad. How we use social media is bad. Yeah. If you find yourself on social media, for, so for example, I stopped using Facebook mostly, apart from my business page, a little while ago. I'd find I I barely go on it anymore. I maybe just check whose birthday is <laughs> just that's kind of the only way I'll check in I find Instagram tends to be the thing that I that I search and I found myself several months ago scrolling through pages that made me feel bad about myself mm. in one way or another either that I wasn't doing enough or I didn't look right or I wasn't mm. uh, all of this stuff I wasn't as successful as I should be I wasn't as this I wasn't as that so I spent a bit of time curating my social media feed so now when I go on it it's a place of positivity for me it's things that I want to see it's people that I want to interact with because and don't get me wrong I did have this flash of oh should I unfollow this person who doesn't know me who doesn't (laughs) even know that I follow them and for some reason I felt bad but you have to prioritize you that's my number one thing as well so now all of the accounts that I see on social media make me feel positive yeah. interactions they they make me feel either good about myself or it's something I'd quite like to buy or it's you know something I like looking at or it's a place I like looking at so it's a it's a nice place for me to be and whilst I don't think that you should be on social media for hours and hours and hours on end I don't mm. think that's good for you either mm. I do think that the time you do spend on social media should maybe spent a little wiser yeah so just have a scroll down your social media feed and honestly if there's anyone on there who doesn't make you feel good about you just unfollow them yeah. You can do that. That's yeah. okay. You have the permission to. It's yeah. okay to do that. And and I think the one thing I'd like to add is don't feel you need to engage with people who have a differing opinion to you or whose opinion challenges you in, in too great a way because nobody goes on social media and declares their opinion on something so that you can change their mind. <laughs> as much no as one's mind might... has ever been changed on social media. Well, exactly. So I feel like we could play out a lot of battles on social media if we wanted to. And we've probably all experienced that moment of seeing a comment or somebody messaging something to us on one of our posts or something and feeling suddenly very kind of, uh, I don't know, emboldened, you know, embittered Mm -hmm. towards what's gone on, feeling like we're about to go into battle with them. And it creates a great amount of stress and anxiety. You don't need to engage with people who are looking to either troll you or have a row with you or things like that. And um, I mean, we're going to do a whole episode maybe yeah. even a series on social media <laughs> yeah because i find that whilst it's been an incredible help to all of us in the past 
10, 15 years, however long it's been around, I also yeah. find it's been exceptionally detrimental to a certain degree. But that is a subject for another time, for I another feel. Story. For another story. Yeah, okay. Well, that's, but that's the seven top tips there for what I would say. If we can monitor those sides of things and, and do the things that we need to do, don't do the things we, that we don't need to do, then we've got a good chance of getting the other side of this. Because even though it isn't ending as quickly as we wanted it to, mm. it is finite, this phase of, of our existence. And as the gentleman on the news says, who does the analogy with the train, <laughs> where are we now? Where, are we in the station with the doors open? Oh, have, I, have we I got lost, on the train yet? I, I lost track of his train analogies. Nice, nice. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> you, you win this episode. Oh. <laughs> um, but anyway, the, the last message we want to leave you with um, perhaps it's the you could say this is the message we want to leave you with in every episode is that the way you feel is okay mm. if you're feeling challenged at the moment if you're feeling not at your best that's to be expected right now because yeah. at the moment the world is on its head it seems and we're just dealing with that um, so as as Britt says very very well getting through it is fine mm. um, getting out the other side is a great achievement and hopefully we'll all manage to make that achievement you know um, so don't don't question or overthink the way you're thinking and mm -hmm. the way you're feeling and the way you're responding because we are in this together whether it feels like it or not and we are going through very similar things yeah. um, so don't feel bad for feeling bad no you're not you're not broken yeah there's nothing wrong with how it is cool. you're doing all right nice. okay so that brings us to the end of this episode um Please follow us on social media. Drop a drop a comment on this podcast. Like, subscribe if you like what we've done here. Britt, what's your social media? People should follow you on. Oh, on Instagram, it is at Brit Marie Box. And my Instagram is at Timbox Mind Coach. And you could also follow my YouTube channel, which is also Timbox Mind Coach, where I put up videos all about the mind and how it works and how we get it working better. Absolutely. But until next time. Thank you very much. <laughs> goodbye from us. We still haven't worked out an outro. We, <laughs> yeah, we yeah. don't have a tagline. Ask us on a postcard. Yeah, yeah. Suggestions. What's our, what's our sign off? Um, oh my time. God, we're going to get all sorts of Time to pack up the box. Um, uh, I, I think nothing. it won't be that one. I think we're That's just going to end it now. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Bye.